If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dr. McCary, welcome back. Good to be with you, Brian. Uh, first off, what a week you've had. What was it like testifying? Uh, it's pretty cool because you've got the ear of people on the right and the left. And, you know, I stick with the data. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready for anything. Bring it on. Right. And what they wanted to do is come forward with the fact that little by little, the revelations reveal uh, that mass, paper masks don't work. Children should not be made to get vaccinated. There shouldn't be an annual COVID shot. Oh, yeah. And when it comes to the orange of the virus and you think the lab, you should not be shadow banned or banned in particular. But first and foremost, natural immunity. It was totally discounted. You thought it was real. I thought it was real. We were always told it was real. And then we find out it was not even considered. What is for you has been the biggest revelation over the last few years? Well, Dr. Fauci, under pressure from scientists that, that were his friends, these are the like-minded people that were part of that high-level you know, group that made all the decisions, they told him, hey, you've got to recognize natural immunity. I mean, it's just scientifically you know, right in front of us. It's obvious. So he called up four friends who were scientists. I know who they are. And he put it to a straw poll. Two of them said, you got to recognize it. And two of them said, don't. So he decided not to. So that, that is how of, that's how our U.S. policy has been made. And that's what happens when the president appoints a guy who has made so many mistakes to be his chief medical advisor. Who never admits it. I think that's the most maddening thing. I'd say to myself, wait a second, what did I just watch him say in another channel? <laughs> he would make he would do policy by interview. I mean, to me, how do you even study any of your charts if you're on television constantly? Here's a little of your testimony as we talk about natural immunity, the misperceptions, and how things have come full circle. The medical profession got politicized, and we all were worse for it. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. And, and, they, and they never admitted it and they won't pay a price. And uh, your thoughts in retrospect. Number one, I think it's wrong to think that the vaccines didn't save lives. Do you agree with that? The vaccines definitely down, downgraded the severity of illness in high-risk Americans. So I still believe that. Do you think it saved lives? or Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So do you think now that the variants have emerged from this, do you believe that the boosters uh, are just as effective as the original virus itself in attacking no. the variants? No. And that's why we've never had a randomized controlled trial of this bivalent booster, the one that the government pre-purchased 171 million doses of. They're sitting on a stockpile of about 140 million right now because they didn't do a trial. They approved it based on eight mice, and uh, people want to know if it works before they take it. And and that's why the the booster doesn't even they don't even talk boosters coming out of the White House. We see some 30 second spots, maybe even some mixed into the Super Bowl coverage. The other thing is 
what happened to these kids in schools. How many times were you on this show and on TV with me in particular talking about kids need to be back in schools and teachers don't tell me the teachers are in jeopardy. Teachers didn't want to go in unless the kids were vaccinated or the vaccination had to be good for the teachers. But they're worried about the kids and the kids had to wear masks. What did we learn about schools? Well, um, we ignored the experience and the data from overseas. The schools there were open free and clear the entire time. And we ignored that. The New York Times could not send a single reporter over there. Instead, they just you know, portrayed fear every single day. And the studies are now clear. So it's really tragic because, you know, part of me wants to think Rochelle Walensky and these uh, people are really incompetent because that would explain why we had such disastrous policies. But the reality is they're very smart people. And we now know the American Federation of Teachers made two edits to the CDC school guidance before it was published, and both edits appeared verbatim in the document. So God knows what was happening on the phone calls, separate from what we now know about those edits. So how unbelievable is this? Just to underline what you just said, the teachers union who got President uh, who helped deliver the election for President Biden got in touch with the CDC, and they changed their policies in favor of what the teachers unions wanted. That's right. I mean, I want to think our public health leaders were morons and they just had really bad judgment. But that's not what happened. What happened was a very sophisticated and almost diabolical effort to appease a stakeholder group, ignoring the other stakeholder group of 50 million American kids who don't vote and don't have a lobby. That's the untold tragedy of the pandemic and our misguided policy was its disproportionate effect on the defenseless on poor and minority communities, and on children. Uh, Which is pretty amazing, which brings us to the new revelation. The FBI joins with the Energy Department, who's got a robust science division, and said the the source of this virus was the Wuhan lab. So you would think, uh, if you brought that up before, and you were Tom Cotton, the first to say it in 2020, in January of 2020, this Wuhan lab, this is exactly where this virus came from. Logic would tell you, look out for it. He also, on a side note, called President Trump and said, stop the flights. I'm telling you right now, these Chinese Chinese citizens will be almost weaponized into our country. Knock it off. We saw what happened with Italy because it's such trade between the robust trade between the two countries. Having said that, you a marginalized conspiracy theorist. And now we find out the FBI believes it, the Energy Department believes it, and most free-thinking people believe it. But Anthony Fauci doesn't. Dr. McCary, I don't, need, I don't know if you know it, but he was on the air on Monday saying this. We must all keep an open mind as to all possibilities. The data that uh, evolutionary virologists have submitted uh, and published in peer-reviewed journals rather strongly suggests that it was a natural occurrence. There appears to be obviously a disagreement. You have to look at the data. Uh, I don't see any data for a lab leak. Okay. How do you feel about that? What data is he looking at? What data are you looking at? Man, when I listen to Dr. Fauci in that clip you just played, I think, man, what a master speaker. I mean, that guy sounds poetic, poetic, you know, evolutionary biologist, the preponderance of whom believe the data Look, you've got to be a moron to think it doesn't come from the lab right now. In 1977, the Chinese had a lab leak, well-documented, caused an epidemic of influenza. 
The doctors in the Wuhan hospital were arrested, the original people blowing the whistle, because they knew that it was an infected lab worker that came in as patient zero. Five, the, the, the epicenter of the world is five minutes from the lab. I mean, you, all you need is Google Maps to figure this out. The U.S. inspected the lab and said it had terrible conditions, that of a dental office. The lab records were destroyed. No lab in the U.S. has destroyed their lab records. What does that tell you? The sequence that they reported to the NIH database of the original viruses they were working on before COVID, the Chinese scientists called the NIH and said, by the way, delete those sequences. We don't want them in the database. And the NIH just did it. And then the two top virologists in the world, forget about Fauci, the two top virologists in the United States, Michael Farzan and Robert Gary, they're from Scripps in California and from Tulane in the U.S., they told Dr. Fauci in January of 2020 that it came from the lab, that the, all the documents were recovered and the notes from the meeting by Brett Baer at, with Fox News. And so the, it was always known. You have, the only reason we're having this debate in the United States, Brian, is that it's embarrassing we were funding that lab. If we were not funding that lab, this would not even be a, a point of political discussion to protect Fauci and the NIH. Unbelievable. And that's uh, that's diabolical. I'll add another one. Anytime people use big words in life, they're usually trying to get around something. It reminds me of Cliff Clavin on Cheers. You remember how he had an answer to everything and he sounded intelligent, but clearly there was no substance to anything he was saying. That was the comedic character in which he played. That's where, <laughs> when, when you hear Dr. Fauci start breaking in the preponderance of evidence reveal, the virologist and, uh, uh, concluded that one would know. When he starts talking like that, he's trying to throw you into saying, man, this guy went to college and he went to college after college. I should just back off now. Lastly, Jeez. until I read Governor DeSantis's book, I was reminded about therapeutics Remember, for the longest time, we heard about monoclonal antibodies being so effective. We heard about Regeneron helping the former president recover rapidly. And then they kind of went away. And the governor had to uh, beg, borrow, and steal to get it for his people. Why? Because it would have treated the illness. And on some level, stop people from getting perhaps the vaccine. So we'll pull it. Can you bring us through that? Yeah. Anything that would make someone hesitant to get a vaccine was immediately squashed and labeled misinformation, including very good therapeutics like monoclonal antibodies. And the U.S. government would overnight say they work and then they they don't work. Well, a medication doesn't go from working to not working and then working again in the matter of an hour. And that's why practicing physicians needed to make that point. But they downplayed therapeutics, which is, look, it's one the, people ask me, how did public health officials do during the, pub, during the pandemic? I say they did a pretty good job except ignoring therapeutics, which means no one should have died of COVID last year. They ignored natural immunity. They emphasized masks when they don't work. They closed schools. They told you to wash <laughs> your hands like crazy. They told you myocarditis was more common after COVID. They mandated the vaccine, which did not increase vaccination rates. They gave you the wrong dose of the two vaccine in the primary series as three and four weeks. They told you the bivalent vaccine data was crystal clear when it wasn't. They told you one in five people will get long COVID and it doesn't. They told you the Wuhan lab leak was not the source. Beyond that, they did a pretty good job. 
And they're not done yet. The CDC is recommending that healthy children six months to four years old receive a primary series of two dozen of the Moderna, Pfizer, uh, BioNTech, uh, malevolent COVID-19 vaccine, followed by a third dose of the vaccine. Bring us legally what that does for Pfizer, who would be giving it, and tell me if you think it's necessary. You know, they will. They are proposing now that a 12-year-old girl get 65 mRNA COVID vaccines in her average lifespan. One every, you know, three to get you kicked off, and then one every year with no data. We've never even had data that boosters are effective in young people. Um, so if it were up to certain people in the U.S., you'd be getting a COVID vaccine every Monday morning when you show up at work. But we got to say we need to see the data before you're going to push stuff. Uh, but I'm afraid we're just going to wake up and it's going to say mandated or your your eight-year-old doesn't get to go to fourth grade. That that would be the worry because we've seen it happen before. They don't mind firing nurses, telling firefighters to do something else for a living, uh, and telling other people at the border to go home. And finally, what does that do legally for Pfizer if it's recommended that the Pfizer – uh, that the Pfizer vaccine is given to children. Does that give them immunity because it's mandated by the government? I believe they do have the global immunity for these products for the life, lifetime of wow. the products. So it is a dream for them. Uh, Dr. McCary, any other element that you feel vilified that you want to bring out to our audience right now? Well, um, I, look, I think people right now are frustrated and they want an apology you know, in my field of medicine, when someone dies, families want closure. They want an apology. They want to see humility. They, they want to see the evidence or what, the, you know, what happened. They want to understand the science. And I think right now there's a giant void where the American people feel that they were you know, assaulted, that some crime was committed against them, and they don't know, you know how to resolve this. And I think right now we need public health officials to be honest and open. That would be honest. That would be good for a change. Uh, it's, it's always great to talk to him, Dr. Marty McCary. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.